Praise the Lord. Chat time again. Yes, praise the Lord. This is chat time once again. Now we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So I want to continue with a few current events here. And, you know, reading this article that was sent to me, there were uh, actually two different ones. I don't know where the first one came from, but the second one came from LGBTQNation.com. And um, it was talking about a candidate for Michigan governor. It's Pastor Ralph Reband, R-E-B-A-N-D-T. And, um, you know, I was reading this article and it makes me think about, um, first of all, I wouldn't run for any office for all the money in the whole world. Secondly, if you are going to and you're going to take a stand on something, you better be well-versed in, you know, because people are going to interview you and trick you and try to, you know, uh, twist your words. So he's a Republican candidate for Michigan governor. 
and he says he wants the Bible to be the basic textbook in schools. But it's a position that he, he ended up regretting in a recent interview because a person who was interviewing him was also a comedian by the name of Jason Selvig. Mm -hmm. And he was part of the conservative skewering comedy duo, The Good Liars. And so he got rebanned to agree to ban books from schools that have porn, pornographic imagery in them. And then he pointed out that the Bible has a story about two daughters who get their dad drunk and have sex with him in the book of Genesis. Talking about Lot, okay. Chapter 9, verses 30 to 37. All right. So, um... In one article, it was a video that was sent to me, but um, uh, it didn't print out. I mean, I thought it would have printed out the, you know, the, you know, the, what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. So anyway, unbeknownst, so this candidate didn't know who he was really talking or being interviewed by. And this Jason Selvig immediately pounced on the religious man's hypocrisy. Um, so he used this line of reasoning with other uh, fascists hiding behind Christianity, but they were clueless when he dropped the Bible reference. Pastor Reband, on the other hand, immediately caught on. I knew you were going that way. That's a good point, he says. So in this interview, it says, you're saying ban, ban the Bible in school? And the candidate said, no, I'm, I'm not saying ban the Bible in school. And then he said, you're saying anything that has a pornographic image should be banned. And there are some images in the Bible about, you know, sex and incest and things like that. So it sounds like you're saying we should ban the Bible. And Reband answered, what I am saying is that the Judeo-Christian principles on which our country was founded need to be brought back into culture. And I can't say it more clearly than that. If that means banning the Bible, so be it, Selvig said, adding, protect the kids. This is the interviewer saying that. And the candidate says, no. And I, and he's kind of stammering, and he says, Initially, he told the interviewer, I'm bringing God back into culture because I'm convinced that if we don't get God right in this next election, nothing will matter. But while U.S. conservatives nationwide are, are hot to ban pornographic books from schools, including ones that explore sexuality and LGBTQ identity, they seemingly don't want that standard applied to their own holy book. In the aforementioned Bible story, Lot and his two daughters live in a cave. This is the article, not the word for word in the Bible. One daughter says to her sister that since there are no men around to impregnate them, they should get their father drunk and have sex with them to preserve our family line through our father. Then they successfully get their father drunk two nights in a row, have sex with him, and end up pregnant. And the story claims that the father was so drunk that he was unaware of what happened both nights. 
The Bible says all sorts of things that conservative activists say they don't want in books in schools. It says to kill people in, in same-sex relationships, to kill women who have premarital sex, to smear animal feces on the faces of lazy priests, and that it's okay to own and beat slaves. Well, no one never says it's okay to own and beat slaves. We're talking about the reality of something. So the difference between uh, a book that's fiction and giving explicit uh, sex scenes as opposed to something that actually happened as an actual historical event as to how the, the children of Moab became uh, a, a tribe and came into existence, the children of Ammon became a tribe and came into existence and plagued the children of Israel, you know, became a thorn in their side. I don't think the Bible, uh, if, if it's brought within the schools, uh, I don't think it should be taught by just anybody. That's, that's the whole thing. It has to be taught by someone who knows the word, someone who knows uh, the scriptures and, and who's living holy. It shouldn't just be something that's just thrown out there for anybody to just bring up and have their own interpretation. If the school is based on, if it's a Christian school, if, if it's not, if it happens to be a public school and they're saying because it's a public school, we can't cater to just one religion, we'd have to cater to all, then the Bible would not necessarily be the book that they'd have to base, uh, say, the, the school. As far as having a book to represent the school, they might not be able to use the Bible, but the principles that are within the scriptures, that should be taught because it's not just for the school, it's for the entire nation. Yeah. The principle is it should be our way of life, not just part of our life, but the principles of, that God has instilled upon us should be our life. That's, that's what's different. But as far as teaching scriptures itself, it takes somebody who's qualified and has an insight in order to teach the scriptures. Yeah, I was thinking too because the school uses, uses like the, um, like as far as ethics, as far as like do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That, they use that. That's from the Bible. That can be taught in school. Things of like Proverbs right. and even things, books of wisdom where young men, young women, right. young adults, old adults, they can learn from. Right. And even civics and, C and yeah. etiquette. Yeah. etiquette. They, they can teach that in school. The thing is, you have people woke and say, well, okay, so a man can open the door for a woman. But if you don't identify, if you're non-binary, I guess you have to open up your own door. Because <laughs> you know, then, then you get into some strange type of situations, you know. But to teach a person to be civil, to be respectful, and where do you get these values from? Got you it get from, it the, from word. the word of God, right? You get it from the word of God, and so uh, to try to, I guess, in a sense, deny what's true. The Lord calls it deceiving yourself. And it doesn't make any sense to go around deceiving yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, just be careful if you're going to run for office. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of people that try to trap you. Like you did Jesus, you mm -hmm. know, asking them questions, seeing if they could trap them, you know. And the Lord just, he, he, was, he was getting annoyed because they, they were so, some people ever have a person try and pick you of information, and it's so obvious that they're trying to pick you with information, but they think that they're being subtle with it, and you're looking at them like, really? Uh, you know, why don't you just come right out and ask me? You know, <laughs> trying to pick Beat you. around the bush, right. just come on with it. Yeah. 
Right here, moving on. There's an article that was sent to me from, is, I guess, CNN. Oklahoma State House passes a ban on abortion to be enforced through civil action. A group of, a, a group of abolish abortion protesters stand, um, were standing outside of an Oklahoma House chamber in Oklahoma City um, during a governor well, the, while well, the governor was delivering his state of the dress recently, the Republican-controlled Oklahoma House of Representatives just very recently passed a bill that would ban most abortions at any point in a pregnancy and would allow private citizens to enforce the law through civil litigation. So I'm dumbfounded by that statement because right, I'm thinking, I'm who, uh, you know, if I know that someone got an, ab an abortion and I lived in Oklahoma, I would have to start a lawsuit. I mean, it makes it, what, mandatory that if you know somebody has gotten an abortion? It says, passed a bill that would ban most abortions and would allow private oh. citizens. But I think that, for one thing, I, it's, um, it's too much like Big Brother, and it's too much like uh, so, communist policy. So, say policies. you you were getting an abortion. We we lived in Oklahoma. I know that you did that. Then I would turn around and sue you, right? But see, because I think you violated the law, right? But that's that's too much like when China would use and neighbors then, to spy on neighbors, and then the law you violated the law, and then be awarded at least $10,000 in damages. Then you have that people making I up would, stuff. It's when I, I, thought, I thought they were trying to get $10,000. I thought they were trying to get an abortion. I mean, you were. We <laughs> <laughs> had people colluding, you know, and so they get the 10000 and they split it. That, 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 to me, that type of incentive isn't good enough because I can actually see people who are heartless enough to get pregnant, get an abortion, and say, okay, now you take me to court. They're going to give you $10,000, and then you're going to split it can be a hustle. Right, because they don't think that much of life. It, no, it's too much like communist China, too much like Russia, where people spy on people, and then they turn people in. I, I, I don't like that. You know, that, that's ridiculous. It said it would affect not only abortion providers, but also anyone who aids or abets the performance or inducement of an abortion, or even simply intends to engage in the conduct described by this act. The legislation would not, however, allow civil action against a person who was pregnant, oh, or who was seeking the abortion services, so you would have to sue the facility. Right. Interesting. Still, don't care. Well, here's another <laughs> article from Oklahoma, and the lawmakers, I don't know if this is the same one here. This came from The Guardian. Uh, Oklahoma lawmakers overwhelmingly passed a bill to make performing an abortion a felony punishable by 10 years in prison and a $100,000 fine. That is likely to land, on the, land the bill on the desk of the Republican governor, Stitt, who has promised to sign all anti-abortion legislation. This bill is only one of a raft of Republican bills to severely restrict or ban abortion. Which all, I have no problem with. All timed before a widely anticipated Supreme Court case 
that disrupts nearly 50 years of established protections for abortion rights. I, I, can, hear, if, I can hear people saying, well, what if a person is raped? Incest. incest. And See, so I don't know if it allows for certain exceptions. I still believe that even though through incest or rape, there's still an innocent life. Yes. Because I've never seen in the scriptures where a child's life was forfeited like that. It says that if um, it's signed into law, it will take effect this summer. When patients hear this is happening and probably will happen soon, they are in shock, said Dr. Alsandin, who's the medical director of Planned Parenthood in Great Plains. The implications of all this is there's going to be few states that are relied on to provide abortion care to people. And those people who do not live in those states will have to wait enormously long wait times. You're just looking at really making people jump through extraordinary hoops. Well, yeah, you need to jump through something because you're talking about ending uh, a, a child's life and it should not be as easy as uh, buying a bag of chips. That's, that's kind of silly. But you know what I'm thinking? They have to uh, uh, allow, there might, there might be certain extenuating circumstances, but I'm, I'm in total agreement. They should make it basically illegal mm -hmm. to take an innocent life. That should be a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. and, and if they really want to avoid it, stop having unprotected sex. Mm -hmm. Now, I can see, because the majority of these people who are getting abortions, at least the ones that I have personal knowledge of, they use it like a contraceptive. They just, they get pregnant, they say, oh, I'm just going to go have an abortion. You know, it's mm -hmm. not like they were raped. It's not like incest. Mm -hmm. It's not like... The, the, their life is at risk, so therefore they have to take the baby in order to save the mother's life. Just you know, poor choices. They just, yeah, they just choose to be promiscuous and careless, and then they decide, well, I don't want the child, I just abort it. No, it should not be that simple. A life, a human life, is a human life. So in Louisville, Kentucky, a federal judge just so very recently temporarily blocked a state law that effectively eliminated abortions in Kentucky after the state's two remaining clinics said that they couldn't meet its requirements. The decision by U.S. District Judge Rebecca Grady Jennings was a victory for abortion rights advocates and a setback for the Republican-led legislature, which passed the law in March and then overrode Democrat Governor Andy Bashir's veto of the measure recently. Both of the clinics indicated that they would immediately resume abortion services. The new law bans abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy and requires women to be examined by a doctor before receiving abortion pills. It also contains new restrictions and reporting requirements that the Kentucky Clinic said that they couldn't immediately comply with Non-compliance can result in stiff penalties and revocation of the physician and facility licenses. The order, the judge's order did not delve into the larger issue of the new law's constitutionality. Instead, it focused, it focused on the clinic's claims that they were unable to immediately comply with the measure because the state hasn't set up clear guidelines. The judge said her order does not prevent the state 
from crafting regulations. Um, so the CEO for Planned Parenthood in Kentucky said that this is a win, but it's only the first step. Abortions have been suspended at the two Louisville clinics since the law took effect uh, recently. And during that time, women in Kentucky were forced to either travel out of state to end their pregnancies or wait for the judge's decision. Um, many of the women affected were young and poor. Ah, there they go again. I don't know how they... Well, they, they weren't so young and so poor that they didn't, couldn't get knocked up. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's silly. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. That yeah. is no excuse to end an innocent life mm -hmm. and, to, and to try to make the, the, the victim... You know, the person who's about to end the life to be the victim, not not the innocent life now, but the person who put themselves in that position so now mm -hmm. they, they decided they're just going to end the innocent life. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It's a life, and yep. it's innocent. And for every life that we take that's innocent, mm -hmm. we call ourselves closer. We come closer and closer to God's chastisement. And they, you don't, they, people just don't seem to realize there is no escape, escaping the wrath of God. There's going to be a price to pay for what, as a nation, what we're doing. So here's another article. It came from Fox News. The country is sharply divided on the issue of abortion, but the majority of Americans support at least some restrictions on abortion, particularly past the first trimester. However, the media consistently takes sides on the abortion debate by framing stories with pro-choice language. After Florida and Kentucky passed bans on abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancies, a pregnancy just very recently, the media reacted with outrage, calling the pro-life bill severe and extreme measures that would hurt women. How? How would it hurt women? It would force them to uh, take responsibility for their actions. But the thing that I'm saying, though, it should not just so, because women keep saying it's my body. But still, to me, that's not a valid enough argument because if they have to go through with the pregnancy, the male, the man involved in getting the child or the woman or whoever pregnant, they also have to take responsibility. They should be just as hard and just as strict on the man as they are on the woman. If the, the female has to go through it, but the male is going to have to stand there and support and take on the responsibility because it's his child as well. Yep, it takes two as they say. Right. Well, it reminds me of a story in the Bible <clears throat> where they wanted to stone this woman for adultery, but I don't ever remember them in right saying they, that the man right they let had the any man, kind of, of responsibility right double standard, but that was not according to the law. It goes to show you how hypocritical they were. It was just an example of them being hypocritical because according to the law, if they were coming to the Lord talking about we're enforcing the law, she was caught in the very act of, a, of adultery. If they were actually enforcing the law, they would have brought the man as well. But they just brought the woman. But according to the law, both of them should have been brought into judgment. So anyway, um, 
CNN correspondent Jessica Schneider bemoaned that uh, Ron DeSantis was the latest Republican to roll back abortion rights, but she praised Democratic governors Gretchen Whitmer and Jared Polis for passing their own pro-choice laws to fight back and guarantee the right to abortion no matter what the Supreme Court does. However, recent polls show that the majority of Americans believe that abortion should be illegal once in the second trimester and 71% of Americans support restrictions on abortion. A Wall Street Journal poll found more voters favored laws outlawing abortion after 15 weeks and supported allowing the practice. While framing laws restricting abortion as dangerous to women, outlets like the Washington Post and CNN praised abortion advocates and companies for providing abortion care. You know, um, it's true, the media has a, a, a big hand right. in all of this. You know, it has, it. You think that you're listening to the truth all the time when you listen to the news. Mm -hmm. And it really isn't. It's just the opinion of reporters, right. of media. Right. That's influencing people to a certain extent. And then, the and then you listen to this and you say, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Except for they, you're people, right. Why should I? It's my body. Yeah. Why? Yeah, that's what the media says. Except, except that someone has to teach them the word because they are they are lacking in, like the Lord said, there's a starvation that's going out throughout this, out the world. He said it's not bread. It's not natural bread. People are starving for the word. They have no idea. Just like when when they were going through the temple, and they ran across the law. And they read it to the king. They, they, he tore his clothes because all those years they had lost sight of what the law said. They had no idea that they were steeped so much in sin. Well, anyway, we're going to, enough is enough with this. We're, we're ending our program now, but enough is enough about current events. We need to talk about scriptures. And next week I want to talk about a scripture coming from Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. So this wraps it up for today. All right, well, praise the Lord and let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they might be ashamed, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what did the Lord hang the earth on? And the answer is nothing. And that answer can be found in Job chapter 26, verse 7, which reads, He stretcheth out over, he stretcheth out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing. This week's food for thought is what is God's name? Hint the Bible.
And that's food for thought. 